Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1451. How to stay on budget by never using this one word, part two, by Nick True of mappedoutmoney.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the web, with the author's permission, of course. This show is actually one of six shows in our network covering different topics like personal development, health, and relationships. So if you like narration-style podcasts, be sure to search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this and check out our other shows. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. How to stay on budget by never using this one word, part two, by Nick True of mappedoutmoney.com. Why this works. When I first read this, it seemed crazy. How in the world can changing one word make a serious impact on anybody's actions? But the more I thought about it and read what James had to say, the more it made sense. The word can't is limiting. We use that word when there's something we want to do, but there's an external reason or force that keeps us from doing it. A five-year-old wants ice cream, but he can't have any because his mom won't let him. You want to take off next week, but can't because your boss won't let you. I want to use a lasso to catch a fish, but can't because it's illegal in the state of Tennessee. Don't, on the other hand, is a decision we make because we believe something. I don't cheat on my wife because I love her and I believe that cheating is wrong. You don't steal from your company because you believe it's immoral. An Olympic athlete doesn't stay up until 3 a.m. the night before an event because they want to perform at their highest level. No one is stopping you or me from doing those things. Instead, we choose not to do them because of our core beliefs. Let me put it another way. When you say can't, you're implying that it's out of your control and you'd rather be doing something else. But when you say don't, you're putting your foot down and stating something you believe in. You're saying that you're the type of person who doesn't do X, Y, or Z. If I say no, I can't cheat on my wife. That implies that I want to cheat, but I can't because I'm afraid she'll find out. Instead, when I say that I don't cheat on my wife, I'm saying I'm the type of husband who doesn't cheat on his wife. It's a statement about my beliefs as a human and who I want to be as a husband. The words you tell yourself are a reflection of your core beliefs and have a significant impact on your actions moving forward. But it doesn't stop there. The words you use can change others' perception of you. Think about it. Growing up, if you were offered drugs or alcohol and you said that you can't, The other kids would immediately make fun of you and say it was because you were a mama's boy or a goody two-shoes or whatever. But if you said don't, they were more likely to leave you alone and respect you. Saying you don't tells other people you believe something and you stand behind it. 
A less extreme example would be sticking to a diet. Imagine a friend offers you some cake and you respond by saying you can't have any. They immediately think that someone else is forcing you to diet. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe a parent, or perhaps it's just you on another health kick. But if you say, no thanks, I don't eat cake more than once a week, they respect your decision. Can't versus don't applied to spending. By now, you're probably asking what this has to do with finance. My answer, everything. In his article, James focuses on applying the can't versus don't concept to not missing workouts and sticking to your health goals. He applies this to telling yourself that you don't miss workouts. When I read that article, it got me thinking of how to apply the same concept to budgeting. So starting this week, I'm going to start using don't instead of can't. Instead of looking at my budget like a restriction or an outside force that tells me what I can and can't do, I'm looking at it like choices I believe in. I'm choosing to spend my money in a certain way. I'm choosing to save my money in another way. When I run out of spending money, I'm not going to feel restricted and sad that I can't spend more. I'm going to remember that I chose the budget for a reason, and I want to be the type of person who executes his plan. I want to be the type of person that doesn't bust his budget. I want to be the type of person who saves money because I believe it's essential. So when my friends want to go out to eat and it's not in the budget, I won't say I can't. Instead, I'll say I don't bust my budget. So what type of person do you want to be? Do you want to be the type of person who has their financial life together? Or do you want to be the type of person who feels restricted by what they can and can't do? Join me in putting words behind your beliefs and not feeling restricted. Join me in putting your foot down about what you refuse to do. I'm struggling to stay on a budget just like you are. I want to change my habits, so I'm starting by changing my words. Will you change yours too? You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Stay on Budget by Never Using This One Word by Nick True of MappedOutMoney.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. Another thing that I like about using the word don't over can't is that it creates a sense of identity that's empowering. If you're training for a marathon and identify as a runner, you don't miss morning runs. Marathon runners simply don't miss morning runs. It comes with the territory of being a marathon runner. But if you identify as a person who's trying to run so that maybe one day you can complete a marathon, 
The habit of running is not yet a part of your identity, and it's gonna be more difficult to reach your goal. I identify as someone who prioritizes saving and investing over spending. It's part of who I am, and so it makes my habits around money feel effortless. It wasn't always like this. I used to identify as someone who was going to figure out money management later. I slowly shifted this internal dialogue over time by building healthy habits that compounded into a revised identity. And the identity in turn strengthened my healthy financial habits. It seems like a what came first, the chicken or the egg type ordeal, and it is. But if you get anything from my ramblings today, I hope it's encouragement to keep going because developing healthy financial habits really does get easier the longer you stick with it. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thank you for your support and for listening every day. I'll be back with more posts for you on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.